Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Wednesday night, Gina, and that means one thing. Hump tech- day? Yes. Hump day Wednesday. It is. And Tech Vibe Radio. <laughs> and tech, tech Vibe Radio. Radio Day. And Gina, thanks for filling in for Audrey Russo, my usual co-host, our, our boss You're at the welcome. Pittsburgh Technology oh. Council. You know, her shoes are just a, a size and a half too big for me, but I'm trying. Oh, my you're, hardest. You're, you're going to fill them just <laughs> fine. And real fast, Gina, your role with the Tech Council, yes. you do some fun stuff. Give us a I, fill us in real I quick. I do. So I'm the director of member engagement. So I work with a lot of our member companies for business development, talent, yeah. connecting them to you. And then I'm also the director of mem- uh, diversity and inclusion now as well. So that's we it? Really, that's all. And I also run the KIZ tax credit pr- program for a greater Oakland area. I don't think you have enough to do while so, being a fill-in radio host with so me. thank you for giving me one more thing to do. <laughs> you're, well, you're very welcome. And I'm glad we gave you something more to do because I love hanging out and with you. I like you. to talk about what I do too. So it's cool to be here and to Definitely. be able to share some of that. Definitely. So we're putting this show into immediate high gear. We cannot mess around because we have so many great guests. Yes. Some of our guests are actually calling in from other parts of the country. And Volta is a company here with a big presence in Pittsburgh. We all know what they're up to, and we want to learn more when it comes to cloud strategy and stuff like that. And we have Chris Massey on the line. Chris, are you there still hanging out with us? I, I sure am. Thanks for having me here today. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, we, we, I like it when people can call in because I'm like, wait a second. We're, we're getting guests from across the country to be on Tech Vibe Radio. So, Chris, real quick, what's, what's your background? And then give us the quick elevator pitch on Involta, and we're going to jump right into this conversation around all things cloud. You bet. Yeah, so I'm Chris Massey. I'm the uh, Director of Product and Marketing here at Involta. Um, We are based out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but we have a national presence and even a local presence here in the the Pittsburgh market as well. Uh, We have a data center up in in the Armstrong uh, uh, community as well. So it's uh, fantastic. And and actually, I'm part of a great team that uh, helps businesses drive transformation through design, planning, and execution of hybrid IT strategies, which is uh, just a big uh, sentence for we help uh, businesses with their IT and be a lot more efficient with their IT. And that's so important in this day and age because the IT infrastructure is the backbone of what gets done for a company. And so it's like you guys are like the fifth beetle. Of, of many companies <laughs> as far as that goes. You're behind the scenes making them look good, if you know what I mean. So so let's talk about cloud. I and mean, cloud is something that, honestly, we cannot get enough of here on Tech5 because it's it's always evolving. It's like a cloud. It's always evolving. <laughs> it's always changing shape. Good and there's TV. always something new. And you guys are obviously always on top of things as far as that goes. So, I mean, sometimes we have to go to the basics, right, yeah, Gina? Yeah. And, and so what is cloud? Are, I mean, are we using cloud right now? We probably are. We are. Yes. So sometimes you're in the cloud and you don't even know it. But but companies know they need a strategy. And so maybe, Chris, let's just kind of start talking a little bit about, like, you know, why does a business or why would they want to move to the cloud? Because there's lots of traditional businesses that are still out there that, you know, they're still keeping stuff Mm in-house. Yeah. And I think it's different for every business. But some of the – Typical things that we hear companies tell us is, you know, giving giving their employees more mobility and the ability to collaborate. Right? I mean, you're you're constantly on the road, working from your mobile devices. 
um, you need to jump into email real quick or jump into a, a document and, and write your notes down and be able to send that to somebody and be able to collaborate. Well, the cloud gives you the ability to do that, and, and it makes it very, very easy for companies to move from um, a more um, you know on-prem uh, type of an install to something that's just always at their fingertips. Another one might be reliability and and, uh, and resilience, right? Companies, it seems like even the, the, the applications that aren't critical applications still need to be on all the time. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I put email maybe down below a financial system, but can you imagine your email system no. going down? What would happen to a CEO or a, exactly. uh, you know, a, a leader? So, you know, that's another example, you know, having that always on type of mentality. And when you're buying resources in the cloud, I mean, a lot of times cloud vendors have 10 to 20 times the amount of resources that are necessary. And that allows you to do a number of things like okay. quickly scale, right? If you're right. at the end of the month, and you're running some financial um, calculations and you need some extra processing or some extra power, you know, it's, it's not real easy if you have things, um, you know, in your office to go out and buy another server. But if you could just turn it on for a little bit and then turn it off when you're done, that's what the cloud allows you to do. And the last thing, and, and definitely not the least, you know, the cloud allows you, allows you to be a lot more cost effective, mm-hmm. right? Be, be very conscious of uh, who's who's doing what in the data center allow you to focus a little bit more on the business at hand versus managing servers and you know managing uh, applications and things like that so Absolutely. that's really the power of the cloud oh for sure mm-hmm. so as you work with companies as they they, they all realize like this is what they got to do i mean this is just the way business is going to be conducted and the way it is being conducted so obviously you kind of work with them to figure out which applications they want to move over first and obviously there's there's priority and things like that how, how do you work with them and how do you figure out like what do you, what are your first moves yeah yeah it's it's not and it's kind of overwhelming when you think about it when when someone says you know your boss comes to you and says we have we need to have a cloud strategy we need to move stuff uh, or we've decided we want to go down this route you know you need to really look at things on an application by application basis right and there's a number of different things that that we say to companies is you know is there an ability to just sort of pick this thing up and move it. So rehost it. We call it the, 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 the six R's. Rehost is the first one. You know, really that lift and shift, pick it up, put it into the cloud. That happens occasionally. It's not the most common one. Okay. Um, but that's one way to do it. Replatform would be sort of like an upgrade. We're going to move you to the cloud. We're going to put you on some better resources. Things are going to run a little bit better. Your, customer, your end users are going to go, wow, things are running better. What'd you do, IT department? You know, make you look really good. And that's a little bit more common effective than, you know, sort of rebuilding it. Repurchase is that idea of saying like, hey, is there another application that does exactly what we do here that we could buy from somebody? I use the example of, you know, moving from a native email system to like an Office 365 or a G Suite, right? You're, Definitely. you're really repurchasing that. You're going to use a different, migrate that data, use a different tool, something that's already been made. Let's not reinvent the wheel there, right? Refactors, the fourth one, that's the idea of, you know, taking a native app or something that was maybe made or developed years ago and redeveloping that app so that it doesn't maybe install on a desktop, but it could be run from a web browser. And then the last two, which are sometimes the, the hardest ones, yeah. um, you know, retire the app, right? Okay. Uh, sometimes it's just, it's time for that, that application it's done. to go. <laughs> it's expired. Um, 
Yeah, and then the last one's retain, right? I mean, sometimes things just can't go to the cloud, and you need to have a longer-term plan. Uh, let's keep this around for a few more years. Maybe the vendor, the, the service provider that's providing that application is going to have a software-as-a-service or SaaS-based offering down the line. So we just we just sort of retain that, uh, that application. Those are the six R's that we like to run each customer through uh, and just evaluate it on an app-by-app basis. Very yeah. much so. So what I, I think I really want to impress people to, to, to do is call you guys or go to your website and right. check this out because I always tell people, don't be afraid to ask and just to get opinions and get that consultation and see what, what's going to work and what's not going to work because Involt is just super approachable. At the end of the day, like you guys know the stuff in and out and you guys need to get in front of these folks. So it's like, don't be shy. Yeah. So if people go to Involta.com, is that the best place for them to go and uh, just link up and, and really start diving in and learning about some of these strategies and reach out to someone at Involta and kind of get the ball rolling? That sure is. That's a great spot. I think we couldn't have done any better than that as far as that goes because so. obviously all things cloud, I think it's it's not a matter of, of – of, of if and it's just it's when it's going to happen and you know I think m- many of us are actually using cloud right now and don't even know it yes but but the whole idea is this is the way business is conducting and Volta can make it's that happen future. for you guys so Chris thank you for your time and calling into us I really do appreciate it thank you guys very much for having me today once again Involta.com great talking to you Chris and we got a ton of tech vibe in front of us like I said we're yes. in high gear already we're as far as go. that goes absolutely I'm excited for the rest of the Radio. I know. There's a lot coming up in front of us. So hey, keep your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And Gina Winstead. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. And once again, check out our friends at Involta and Volta.com. Another Wednesday night, Audrey. We're hanging out in the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio. This is the terrestrial signal part of our really cool podcast series we're doing with Allegheny Health Network, all around healthcare reinvented. It's been an amazing series so far. It we're really just, we're has. just starting I've to scratch so the surface much. on it. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And, you know, we're talking about back pain. And, like I said, something this is. Something that you're familiar yes, with. Yes, it's something that, I mean, and with apparently 31 million other Americans suffer at some point in right. their life, is, is back pain. And right here in our own backyard is the most leading edge technology that's helping people with that. And I just can't wait for us to kind of nerd out on it. But, we have a super nerd out on. If you go to the podcast series, if you just look up, just go onto iTunes and uh, just just search for Healthcare Reinvented, and you will find our podcast series there. Where you can start listening to all these stories about how technology and just great people are driving all things at Allegheny Health Network. So, just saying. Think, so we yeah. have two neurosurgeons in the house. We did. Dr. Alexander Yu and Rick Prosco. Who's also a doctor. Also a doctor, yes. <laughs> also a doctor. So we're going to talk about a little bit about robots, right? Yep. And would you like to start sort of frame it? Like, what are robots doing? So uh, to start off, so the brain and the spine are enclosed in a big piece of bone, the delicate structures. So if you think of from that standpoint, everything else in the body you can feel, you can look, you can put a stethoscope on, you can hear but the brain and the spine are kind of locked away. Right. And in order to get to that, you need to be able to know where you're at and kind of basically see through that bone. And all of this started initially with, with um, navigation technology. And basically, if you think of the skull as like the planet Earth, and if you're trying to do oil drilling, you have to extrapolate where a target is in the middle of the Earth. And then they took that huh. and right, applied right, it to right. the skull. How do you get to a structure that's five centimeters deep in your skull without 
going through a lot of important stuff, if you get what I mean. So that started with that, and then eventually spine surgery started to adapt that navigation technology, that GPS system, and basically it would allow a surgeon to visualize uh, the part of the spine they wanted to access or put a screw in, for example, for a spinal fusion, okay. and see that in a relatively virtual reality-type environment. Then you add a few more years onto that, and it progresses to uh, systems where it basically lines up where you're supposed to put, place that screw as opposed to you lining that up. So that's kind of the evolution of the technology, and um, a lot of engineering has gone into it. So a lot of surgeons have uh, worked on these systems. Uh, so very expensive stuff, but ultimately in the end it leads to more efficiency. It can also lead to more accuracy, which is, I think, probably more important sometimes than efficiency. Right. So and a lot less pain absolutely. at the end of the day for the patient, absolutely. which is if what I, we want. If I, if I can access a part of the body without having to cut through other parts, parts, right, yeah. exactly. Cut through a lot of parts I can see without having to look at it physically myself, then I can help the patients out a little bit. And what I love is the fact that Pittsburgh is the home of robotics, right? Yeah. I mean, we are literally internationally recognized. And to know that this is also happening when it comes to the medical field and at Allegheny Health Network, it's just like, man, it's like the double punch Absolutely. of what's happening here in Pittsburgh. And I don't think many people know that. And that's why we're really excited to put a little spotlight on what's going on with robotics so in the operating room. How often are you using these robotics in the operating room? Weekly. I mean, every yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think the whole thing is it's not only, if you think about it, just the precision, like Alex said, to start with, but the whole goal of it is to do it right the first time and never have to come back. Ah, very good point. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think that's really mm -hmm. one of the huge benefits of it. And and especially the more, more complex the case, to be able to do that in a minimally invasive fashion and get a perfect result the first time is huge. I mean, that's huge for all parties. And I think that's kind of what's driving this. And I'm kind of anx anxious to see what the next iteration of all this is, you know, 15 years from now. I was going to ask you, yeah, we get, where is this <laughs> heading? I mean, are you seeing some, some glimpses as to what's coming down the road next? Yeah, I think, uh, and, uh, I think there's some uh, uh, new uh, innovative things coming out where basically it, it, it's the art of protecting you. So let's say I'm drilling some bone over the spine and there's, some, there's going to be safeguard mechanisms that which basically will stop a human being from being able to drill beyond a certain a point. A certain point, uh, too. Yeah. As opposed to before, before you're trying to extrapolate a trajectory. Now you're saying, hey, this is a no-go zone. Wow. Stop here. That's, that's so, so amazing. So I right? could have been a neurosurgeon. I had those kinds of things. <laughs> Telling you how far. You can <laughs> stop drilling now. It's okay. like do-it-yourself thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking there's a, you know, a 3D home kit for that. <laughs> if only there was. <laughs> yes. So are you seeing other trends in robots right now that are not ready for market? But are you seeing any interesting ideas that are not ready for market? Or any wish that you have for something that was invented? I, I think the, the, the no-go zones are the, yeah, are the, the kind of the up-and-coming yeah, thing. up and coming. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. I mean, especially like a lot of the, the folks that we deal with, the fusion is one part of the surgery, the, what we call the decompression part where we're getting the pressure off the nerves is another part of the surgery. And sometimes that's more challenging than even doing the fusion part. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you had huh. technical wow, assistance right. in that okay. to where you could get 
close to perfection, right? That would be enormous, and I think that's probably going to be something that'll that will evolve. I mean, there'll be you know robotic drills that are going to do the stuff that we right. do by hand nowadays. Like if you could mark out what I want to drill out, right. and then Make a it. robot helps you do that faster, safer. Right. Yeah. That, that's a win-win. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's just so amazing to me. I'm like, oh, goodness, man. That's crazy. I, it just makes me, I don't want to say I sleep better at night, but I sleep better at night knowing that like, if something were to happen, like this is the type of technology and type of care right, right that's in available our backyard. to me right here in my backyard, right? right. That, that to backyard. me is very cool. Listen, very cool. I mean, I travel around the world a lot. I don't get a chance, A, to meet neurosurgeons, but B, the quality of access to health care right. we take for granted. And uh, I know I don't take it for granted. I know Jonathan doesn't. But knowing that you guys are in our backyard trying to solve these problems in an efficient way. It's a big deal. just matters. Absolutely. I have to remind everybody that if you want to learn more about this, just go on, go on iTunes, go on to Google Play, any of your major podcast platforms, just search for Healthcare Reinvented. And you can, you can really geek out on some of these stories. We have a, a great long play with these two guys really talking about back pain in general and what Allegheny Health Network is doing. And it's really just help people get the care they need when they need it and how they need it and try to avoid surgery if at all possible but if you do need it you're in the best hands human or robotic possible <laughs> as far as that goes <laughs> that's just absolutely that amazing stuff so yeah we got about a minute or so left anything else we can kind of wrap up with that, that's kind of happening when, when it comes to all things technology in the operating room and uh, the future of uh, what you guys do i think we use a lot of it we need absolutely. more of it and they still carry beepers. Exactly right. Just while we're sitting here, I do want to shout out that we can get them at any place, any time, any hour. That's a good point. No garage too deep. Exactly. No cave We can too find deep. them. We can beep them we anytime. We can page them. And that technology is still working 25 30 years later, and they're using it. Very much so. And I'm glad no one's beepers went off while we were doing this yeah. stuff. Because if you, no you, urgency. If that goes off, you have to leave. It's as simple as that. So we're glad it all worked out in time. Once again, Drs. Protsko and you, thanks for hanging out with us Thank today on so Tech Five Radio. Thank you so much, both of you. Oh, thanks Thank you. Us. Yeah. I mean, this is what's making Pittsburgh pretty, pretty cool, if you know what I'm saying. I can't get enough of it. So, hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with a whole bunch more Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. And one more time, if you want more of these stories, just go search for Healthcare Reinvented on any of your podcast platforms. It'll be there waiting for you. I guarantee you for sure your mind will be 100% blown when you hear all these great stories. Oh, my goodness, Gina. Uh, you keep hanging out with me. I love this. You can't get rid of me. I'm sorry. I can't get rid of you, man. I like it now. <laughs> you can try. Having so much fun hanging out with you. You're doing a great job filling in for Audrey. Thank you. I'm having a yeah. blast while doing it, too. Yeah, I can tell. You're bringing some good, positive energy to the show. <laughs> and speaking of positive energy, yes, we have Jordan guest. Rooney here, here. This dude is like a blast. Yeah, he walked in the room, energy. and I felt the vibrations. <laughs> you felt the vibrations. Oh, yeah. my God. That might have been <laughs> me, actually. Are you sure that was Jordan? <laughs> it could have been me. It was both of us. <laughs> we both have massive vibrations. Just going yeah, it's just too much in the room. Exactly. I'm going to have to take a break. <laughs> exactly. Jordan, welcome to the show. I am excited to be here ever since this was first built and I saw his podcast room. Uh, I was like, I got to get in there. Isn't so, our podcast room fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Huntington awesome. Bank makes it happen. And we've been doing so much of our radio work out of the podcast studio. I'm ready to just like fold it all in and just 
do it from here all yeah, the time. Yeah, our friends at so. Huntington have helped us build a beautiful studio here. Absolutely, man. It's, it's great stuff. Gorgeous. It's a nice, quiet room, too. Mostly. <laughs> Whenever no one's in here, I come and take phone calls. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's hiding okay. I look at hiding space. I look at from, the standpoint, I look at from <laughs> the standpoint where someone rolls a cart outside, and sometimes that noise comes through, and it freaks oh, me out. Like I a freight train. Yes. Mm. So never, never fear being different. Mm-hmm. .org. NF. Yes. NFBD. BD. Yes. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Like you're just shaking up. So Jordan, give us our listeners your background because I, I can't possibly set you yeah. up because you do so many different types of things. But at the end of the day, you're just shaking stuff up. Yeah. And that's in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Always done, okay. I've heard. So, so I'll, uh, I'll give the quick version. It's hard because I always like to add as much context as possible because I right. think it's important to know where I came from. And you're a contextual dude. Yeah, Come right. On. Exactly. Um, so I started off um, not knowing anyone that's ever started a business, let alone a nonprofit. And there's been a lot of learning on the run for me. Um, started off as a school speaker. So I started speaking at high schools about emotional intelligence and realistic vulnerability and got into one school, which led to 10 schools to now it's been now close to 250 schools what? in 16 different states. Holy cow. Mm. Um, Do you have your own bus? Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I did like a sort of like a national tour of speaking and post my videos online, grew a presence, realized like, hey, people are picking up on this. Why don't I focus on curating content specifically for social media? Grew to 140,000 followers. Just 140. Um, yeah, 20 million video views. You're not wow. working. You're not working hard enough, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And, and it, for me, it was like you know, it was a lot of attention very, very quickly, and I, uh, I'd never had that before. But I wanted to make sure I was doing the right things with it. So right. I, I did two things. Is one, I started a nonprofit. Um, so with my nonprofit, we have a program, Vlog University, which is a social media marketing agency run by high school students. I saw that I was building up traction and developing connections without having any existing resources based off of my own social media presence. So there's plenty of youth in the city who can do the same and realize that like their personality is enough. They can mm-hmm. amplify what they're good at and they can amplify uh, how they're able to connect with right, people right. to bring in opportunities for themselves. And the other thing I did was I started saying, hey, look what I did with my own social media to businesses and organizations. Let me do it for yours. So I started to consult with branding. And I, I'd say it, it as well as like it's culture, too, because you need to live your authentic brand in the social media age. For so sure. developing digitally right? friendly, friendly brands and creating content. Um, and so now I have a nonprofit and I have for-profit consulting. And a big van that drives you all these speaking engagements. <laughs> that would be great. The van would be great, yeah. So, Jordan, tell me about one of the most viral posts you've ever had. Um, so I've, I've had two covering um, relatively controversial issues. So okay. one was uh, um, I went down to Charlottesville when there was the neo-Nazi mm-hmm. protest. And the other one was... Um, talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've always kind of developed a stance where I never wanted to clickbait. I never wanted to chase headlines, but I felt like there could be more substance, more solution-based conversations to be had around certain issues. So I'm really big. I just love hearing that, actually having right. substantive conversations. Yeah, and so I think that like what we see a lot of now is there's a lot of tactics in marketing. There's a lot of tactics in social media, and I just did a presentation on this. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, there are tactics to bring in clicks, but if you want people to actually care about you, mm-hmm. and because they will remember if you deceive them the first time, they're not going to keep getting fooled. Um, exactly. What you need to have is you need to have solution-based conversations. You want people to end up 
with a route to positivity or to coming together because right now what we see a lot in digital marketing is it's divisiveness. It's just keep dividing, divide further and yeah, it's, it's terrible. So you have yeah. an audience that can, some of them agree with you and some of them disagree with you, but there's that dialogue is still happening, which is really important right now. Definitely. And so I think for me, initially doing that, it kind of helped bring me onto the scene. Mm-hmm. So rather than me saying, hey, I have 10 years of agency experience or video experience, I put in the subject line of an email, hey, I got 20 million video views. And once I did that and I felt like I had People to- pay attention to that. You know. <laughs> like, here's this guy, 20 million. million. And so it kind of allowed me to go from not having agency experience to winning bids over big agencies because I said, hey, the social media thing, there's not a degree that can help you with this. Mm-hmm. But what, it can, what can help you is like actually doing it, proving that you have created content. Because a marketing degree isn't going to teach you how to be engaging and relatable online. Actually creating content mm-hmm. teaches you how to do that. And that's the trick. And it's, it obviously, so you, I mean, you find yourself in this really unique position now where it's like you're trying to be authentic. You're doing what you do. But at the same time, you have, you have to put some structure around this, right? Because right. it's like now you're kind of an agency almost mm-hmm. to, a, to a certain degree. So how do, you, how do you balance that out to make sure that you, know, you can keep the messaging sincere and authentic but at the same time, make sure that you're paying the bills at the end of the month and, and, and doing right by your clients. Right. So part of that is tough for me because for a while I, I stopped releasing videos because I wanted to talk more about marketing and how mm-hmm. things were shifting in digital age. But I felt like I hadn't accomplished enough to be able to do that. So what you see online now are a lot of gurus, a lot of people that have a bunch of advice to offer, but they don't have the results to back it up. Mm-hmm. There's people giving advice. It's all theory almost. There's yes, lots right? of experts on lots of different exactly. topics. Exactly. Let me tell you something, Jordan. I'm an expert on it. <laughs> it's like I, I compare it to it's like the parents yelling from the sideline of like, here's why you should do this. Or like look on Twitter during a Steeler game and what, what plays the Steelers should have run right. without people who have never played Side football before. Yeah. And I, so I think we're seeing a lot of that right now, especially on LinkedIn. So I t- kind of took a break and I said, I want to actually build up a resume that will – get people to want to listen to me so I don't have to rely on tactics. I don't have to rely on clickbait. And then once I build up the credibility in the portfolio, I know I'll have valuable things to talk about from there. So I kind of take a break. And I think with – because you want – in order to be authentic, you need to live your own truth. You can't pretend. It's so hard to scale pretending. The most sustainable mm-hmm. like personal brand model – is to be yourself. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Never fear being no, different. That, yes. I heard you throw out a few football references. Yeah. So I'm just going to let you know. I did do some snooping on your LinkedIn. It uh-huh. looks like you might have been a professional football player overseas. Yeah, I played in uh, Poland. Yeah, I played Poland, Serbia, and Brazil. Um, that's so cool, cool man. Yeah. I love that. So after college, um, so I went, I. After high school, I went 12 miles up to the road to Westminster College. My mom loved that decision. And then, uh-huh. then I said, I'm close home. The boy. Close. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. And then I said, all right, I'm getting out. Now I'm going to pull one. <laughs> like, what? Bye. And I went overseas. And what it did was it, it kind of taught me that, like, I was definitely a victim of my environment mm. by thinking too small. Interesting. And by being huh. outside of it, it's like, all right, there's Great so advice. much more I can do. And, you know, I still have those friends from high school, but I talk a lot about the friends I left behind. You know, mm-hmm. we don't talk about the same things anymore. We talk about memories, but we don't talk about business. We don't talk about growth. And I had to learn that, like, sometimes, like, go out and be, be by yourself and rely on your own inner thoughts. Don't rely on what other people are telling you what you should do. And that ultimately helped me to formulate NFBD in everything I'm doing right now. 
Wow. I love it. So we got a few minutes left, mm-hmm. and I want to use the best of these few minutes because I think I wish we could. We need like in a couple more segments to talk to you. You yeah. got so much <laughs> like stuff. I feel like the clock is working against us at this point. But what are some maybe some key takeaways our listeners can have? Just if they they, they want to start, you know, these more positive conversations, they want to start branding themselves and their companies in an effective way. What are some, a couple top considerations you got to be thinking about first and foremost before you go down any road of? You know, personal or business rebranding. So I'll use I'll use LinkedIn as as a one example here. Okay. So what you'll see a lot on LinkedIn is a lot of the same stuff. So for a while you'd see the use of white space. So people they'd have a line, then a, a space, and then a line, then a space, and everyone just got caught up in doing these these same things. And now you see a lot of the videos with the headers and the text, and it's someone sitting in front of a camera just talking about. Something I can't see any more LinkedIn videos. It's, it's I'm gonna, constant. I might and just so barf. what yes. I would say is if you're going to to start creating content or brand yourself, look at what everybody else is doing and say, hey, I'm going to develop my own thing. Yeah. And comb your hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at me exactly. and comb your hair. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so you, in order to figure out what you have to offer the world, you have to learn what people are already getting. And then from there, figure out how you can differentiate yourself. And then once you figure out how you differentiate yourself, figure out what are the solutions that people are looking for? What current problems are they having? That solutions aren't being provided. Gina's taking for. notes right now. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so so that's like what I've been like doing more speaking gigs on is having a personal brand with substance. And partly, yes, I want the world to be in a better place because social media is important. Over eighty four percent of the U S. population now uses at least one social media platform. It's where we consume our information. It's where we're influenced. But also, if you want to be successful at it, utilize what you think about all the time. Love so it. if you're thinking all right. the time about mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately how you're able to scale and keep developing content. But if you're searching for, hey, what's going to get me a click or what's going to get me that? I'm tired of that. It's not sustainable. Exactly. And that's why I think you're bringing a whole new breath of fresh air to this, which I think is really exciting. And also, we've got a lot of Jordan's insight in our next issue of TEQ News Magazine, which is just coming off presses. Exactly. It's a two-part series. It was so good. I was like, I'm breaking this thing in half. I wrote a lot. Yeah, that's what I wrote a lot. (laughs) Usually, usually I'm great at taking every other word out and just saying I'm done with it, but I'm like, I couldn't. So I'm like, I'm like, we're going to break it up into two parts. Needed. Very little editing needed, but powerful stuff that anyone can just yeah. take and start living by that. I think you can start seeing like a huge difference. Appreciate so, Jordan, it. once again, where are the best websites for people to go and check you out? Um, so, one is my personal. So, Jordan Rooney, it's J O R D O N. Right. Um, and then Rooney, I always have to mention that like I came from Newcastle, PA, and didn't have <laughs> any connections to business owners. So, my last name is not that Rooney. <laughs> not that Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> I've had like when I first started my startup journey, and people were like, hey, you should meet this guy. And I'm like, well, why does he need my help? And they're like, well, I'm not that Rooney. <laughs> <I'm dirty>. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, great, but I'm not Rooney that Rooney. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but so, jordanrooney.com, and then okay. also um, to see if you like being a part of my organization, every year we have a six week summer camp that teaches youth nice. how to amplify their own social media presence okay. and work with nonprofits. That's NFBD, NFBD.org. Never. Never fear fear being being different. different. Exactly. I want to say it really fast and I just mess it up. It's terrible. so different. I'm so different. There it is. <laughs> Jordan, you're the best, man. Love I'm it. so glad you got to hang out with yeah, us today. Thanks for coming and yeah, seeing us today. Great. Thank you. We're taking a quick break. A lot more tech vibe. It's coming your way, I swear. I'm hanging out with Gina Winstead, filling in for Audrey Russo. Gina, there I am. You're thanks the best. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm Jonathan Kirsting. Learn NFBD. more about us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. You made a very wise decision. By tuning into Tech Vibe Radio here on KDKA, it's a good use of your Wednesday night. 
Yes, smarty pants in That's the right. house, turning in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having way too much fun hanging out with Gina Winstead from the Pittsburgh Hi, Tech Council. Yeah, filling in for Audrey Russo. I am. I'm filling in for for today. Yeah, no, we got you for the next two shows, man. Oh, it's, that's it's, right. It's, it's kind of crazy. Rid of me. It's like, my goodness, man, you've been all over the place with I'm us. Stuck in here. Nah, with you we in love the podcast it. room. I know. We've been using the podcast room a lot. We love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it gives us the flexibility to get guests whenever we need to get them and everything like that. And. uh it's, it's a good way to live as far yeah, as We don't let it. them escape either. We just keep them nope. in here and start asking questions. Hey, asking questions. questions right. So get ready for it. Because we learn so much from our guests because we, we, we need to be the smartest people. And one of them is one Dan Torrance. I can tell you that right mm, now. Dan. If there's Dan's someone in, the in Pittsburgh's tech sector that knows what's going on, it's Dan. You know how to grow a tech company last time I checked. Got to hear all about it. <laughs> How's that for an intro, Dan? <laughs> That's great. I appreciate it. So Dan is with uh, Illuminate Advisors. Just got this thing off the ground. I always get excited when there's tech vets out there that are like, wait a second, I'm going to hang my own shingle and help other companies scale and grow. Because I think one thing Pittsburgh needs, Gina, is more mm-hmm. adults <laughs> in these companies. Because we've got some companies with lots yeah. of potential, but they don't have the experience that like men and women like Dan have when it comes to the blocking and tackling right. and knowing when how to get stuff done. So anyhow, Sometimes I digress. you've got to pay for that experience. Exactly. Make the right connections with people like Dan Torrance. Exactly right. So Dan, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So quickly, just give us your background so our just listeners know who Dan Torrance is. And then we want to nerd out about some of the cool things you've done in the past. And then while you're doing this, Illuminate Advisors thing for crying out loud. So, Sure. So I'm the founder and chief executive officer of Illuminate Advisors. Um, I've been helping companies to scale and grow for about 20 plus years. Uh, I was the senior vice president and of product and operations for Confluence, a very successful little company financial yeah. technology yeah. company here in Pittsburgh. Um, I was also the chief operating officer of the CMI Institute um, most recently, uh, where I helped to lead the spin out and the turnaround of the institute from Carnegie Mellon Software Engineering Institute. Yeah, what got what? you into into tech in the first place way back in the day? Uh, really, uh, I I was helping a, a company that I, I worked for out in Columbus, Ohio to implement uh, different technologies really to, to make the operations more efficient. And one of the, the technologies that I was implementing was Confluence's product called FunStation. Um, so that was my first experience really helping companies to uh, make their operations more efficient. And I was looking to move back to Pittsburgh about the same time. And I reached out to uh, the owner of uh, Confluence. Mark Evans. Mark Evans. Absolutely. And the, the uh, chief operating officer, Kirk Patula. And uh, told them that I would be interested in helping them to, to move the product, move their company from more of a product to a platform company. Exactly. And, uh, and that's been the key to their success is becoming a platform. It has. Absolutely. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I, th- I find it quite impressive. And what about your, your CMIT days? Yeah, so uh, the, the CMI Institute, uh, the CMI really began about 30 years ago when the Department of Defense essentially hired Carnegie Mellon to help it develop the military of the future. Um, it was really trying to uh, enable uh, the military by putting software into the, the infrastructure. Um, at the time, 25 years ago, software was a little unreliable, not very stable, and uh, it, it hired Carnegie Mellon, set up a federally funded research development center within Carnegie Mellon the Software Engineering Institute, and the first project they created was the creation of the CMMI. Um, so the CMMI really helps companies to uh, better develop software or develop products and services. I wow. love it. I love so it. all this experience has really positioned you to be an expert um, in this area going forward. So you launched, and now you're the founder and CEO of Illuminate Advisors. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing within 
that organization? Sure, sure. So uh, Illuminate Advisors really is about helping companies reach their full potential. There's a tremendous amount of companies in, in Pittsburgh that have had uh, success but might be at a point where they really need to scale and, and they might be stuck in a way. Um, and, and what I found is there's really three elements to every successful business. Uh, in order to be successful th- for the long term, you need to have a winning strategy, you need to have a high performance culture, and you need to be operationally excellent. Um, some companies have one of three, some have two of three. Uh, some very are few have total zero. Three yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and you can you can have some short term success if you have one of three, but in order to have that long term success, it's really important to have, have all three. And and that's really what I've done throughout my career is, is I've made sure that the companies that I've worked for have had all three and, and really put the time and attention into making sure that, that you move th- forward all three aspects of the business. So you could be working with a company that's obviously well-established and, like I said, it's maybe stuck on this plateau and they know they want to get to the next level. So they, they kind of call you in to be that outside view, the outside guidance, and kind of help them see the forest of the trees or the trees of the forest. I can't remember how that goes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, so they, they can bring you in. But I'll, what if you're like a, a startup company, you're three or four people, and you need someone to kind of do some of the, the basic, like, how do we really get this thing from zero to something? Because you can work in any of those scenarios? Yep, any, any scenario. I've, I've helped uh, small companies and uh, large you know, companies as well. Um, and, and really, the, the challenges are the same. Um, you know, it's really about making sure that a company knows where it is today, it knows where it wants to go, and has a path from point A to point B. And, and that's really the, the hard part is some companies don't know where they are today. They might think they do, but who are their stakeholders? What do their stakeholders believe uh, to be the su- success of the company. And, and some companies don't know that. And, and knowing that and then knowing how to get from point A to point B is really the key. And it sounds like you've done some work outside of the Pittsburgh area, too. You mentioned Columbus. I did, yeah. So I went to uh, I went to school at West Virginia University, a little okay. bit south of, of Pittsburgh. Uh, and, Go uh, Nears. Yeah. And about a, a year, uh, I, I worked for Federated Investors here in Pittsburgh, and I worked there for about a year, and at the time, uh, they ended up outsourcing the, the whole division, the financial service division, to State Street Bank. Um, mm-hmm. So at that time, I moved to Columbus, Ohio. I worked for, at, in Columbus for about five years, uh, where I was a manager of fund administration for a company called Bysys that was then later acquired by Citigroup. So when comparing our work that we're doing in Pittsburgh and some of the issues that our startups are having, what is Pittsburgh's Achilles heel right now? Um, I, I think it's really, it, it has the, the talent. Um, it has the, it's getting the funding. So a lot of private equity, a lot of venture money is, is coming to Pittsburgh. Um, it, it's really about making sure that, that companies have, as Jonathan said earlier, um, that, that grown up. It's really the about having the experience. Moment, right. um, there's a, a tremendous amount of people with great ideas, um, but they might have a great product idea or a great service idea, but do they have the, the experience to really run the business and make sure that you so have – Call uh, Dan right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan's definitely the adult <laughs> in the room. If I know? was starting my business, I think I'm going to contract with you, Dan, to help me move this thing forward because I, I don't know square one. <laughs> so, so obviously so obviously you see this potential in Pittsburgh, so it makes sense to say, hey, I've had experience doing this, been very successful at it. I can now bring this and not only help companies, but at the end of the day, you're helping the region because as companies succeed, it helps the region succeed. So what's it been like saying, I'm going to hang my own shingle and, and, and do this? It's been exciting and scary at the same time. Heck yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so it's been I've, – I've had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, like I said, I, my passion is helping others. And, and when I think about what I've done throughout my career and where I've had the most impact, it really was in the aspect of, of helping businesses to, to grow and scale, generating more jobs, 
helping uh, organizations and, and investors to get healthy returns. Um, and, and that's frankly what I enjoy doing. And that's, and that's great. Been, been a lot of fun. We need like 10 more. You need 20 more of you here in Pittsburgh because yeah. I feel like, like I said, we have that potential. But it, I know one thing that, that when it comes to a talent shortage, it is having those people with the experience that you have that know those proper moves to get the company moving forward. So many times I feel like you're like a tech therapist, right? <laughs> like you, you probably come in, you, exactly. You probably come into some situations where yeah. it's like, okay, let's well, let's talk about how we feel here. Well, <laughs> well, what I found is that that uh, most companies, the the leadership team just gets so caught up in the day to day aspect of the mm-hmm. business, and they really don't have the the time right. to think about the future, to manage the stakeholders, just have an outside view. You're going to come and, in with a completely yep. blank slate of what's going on. There's no politics when you come nope. in and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, so so it's it's really uh, can sometimes be very enlightening for a company when I walk in and I the first thing I typically say to a company are who are your stakeholders and how do they define your success and a lot of times I just get a blank stare. Oh, you wow. know, they're like, well, I think it would be this person and this person and this person and gee, I'm not sure what exactly and how they would define it right. and that's frankly, where you need to begin. And that's when you pull the couch out. Yeah. Yeah. And you say, yeah. here, lay down on here. We'll yeah. start talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we want to encourage more of these founders and startups in the region. One of the hats that I wear at the Tech Council is Director of Diversity and Inclusion. Um, and just the numbers for underrepresented founders are, are pretty low in Pittsburgh, too, especially when we look at who's receiving funding and support. How do we encourage some more founders? How do we encourage more entrepreneurs to come out of this region? Yeah, I, I think it really is... You know, there's a lot of people that have that that great idea, um, but it, it's really about having the, the courage to move it forward. And, and you know, I think that you might not have went to school for business, but there are people like me out there that did and that can help right. you along the way. And how about having the courage to ask for help? Right. I think a lot of folks are super smart. You know, they're 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 a researcher. They're technically just brilliant, but they're not necessarily a business person or have a CEO mindset. So no, realize you can't solve that problem, but there are people like Dan who can. Yeah. And we don't know who to ask. So right. I, I didn't know you before today, yes. Dan, but right. I would definitely feel confident referring some entrepreneurs to you for guidance in the future. That'd be great. So Illuminate Advisors, what's your website? Uh, it's illuminateadvisors.com. Just that simple. And I know on your site, you've got some great thought leadership. You've got some articles on there. It's stuff that you can start reading and just start thinking about. Maybe get a little adult inside of your brain, if you okay. know what I mean. <laughs> and just get some, some basic blocking and tackling going on. There's some great articles that are appearing on there. I, I encourage people to go there and really just, just check it out. And at the end of the day, I, I think that don't be bashful. Reach out. I'm sure you're going to meet anyone for a cup of coffee and yes. learn more about what they're doing and see how you can plug in as far as that goes. Because like I said, we need some, some men and women with your type of experience kind of now going back and helping the next generation of companies yes, kind yeah. of move forward. So I find that very exciting. Yeah. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. I really appreciate the time. Great stuff all the way around. Gina, Sounds good. another show under our belt. I can't thank another you enough one. for filling in for I'm going to get this guy on my calendar. You should. I totally am. Absolutely. I, w- I would <laughs> encourage that. I would definitely encourage yeah, that. Thank you for letting me join you again. No, without a doubt. It's, it's what we're here to do. And uh, your work here at the council is just so important to us because you're connecting us to our members. You're making sure we're keeping it the right side up uh, as we do. <laughs> That's like, I like that. I might have to coin that, actually. Keep it funky with Gina. <laughs> you can have your own podcast. We'll call it that. All right, don't. Make promises. Don't write checks. You can't catch. <laughs> oh, we can make that happen. Anyhow, another Tech Vibe under the belt. Tell everyone, every single Wednesday night, you can learn more about Pittsburgh's tech sector with Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And Gina Winstead. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.